So auto advertising could be choking by midsummer. SBS just had a terrible quarter and we want to know why. There's a new Swiss Army Knife sales team in the audio space. For Thursday, June 3rd, this is Media Insultant. Okay, we've had some technical glitches for which I apologize. We will get it together soon, I promise. But uh, I, I, with that apology out of the way, I'm Jackson Weaver, and my Southern California partner, Keith Samuels, is kind enough to only rub in my screw-ups when it benefits him. <laughs> so, <laughs> And that's now. So <laughs> thank you for... Uh, Thank you to our audience for pointing out some of the the, the uh, glitches, you know. So at least somebody's watching and listening, and um, and now we've got the Thursday edition to do, and uh, and we're going to be on our game, and we're uh, you know we're going to be we're going to be rock solid from a tech standpoint. Otherwise, you're fired. <laughs> right, you can't fire me. I quit. Okay, let's uh, the real quick update on Alpha because we followed the Alpha Media bankruptcy here pretty extensively on Media Insultant. So first of all, the, there are a couple of things that I noticed that bothered me. One is that revenue was up. They reported 2.1% from last year. Now, Keith, April of 2020 was what? Was a zero. There was nobody advertising. in, in the, It was the first month of lockdowns. The revenue disappeared. Well, almost entirely disappeared. So, you know, we're hearing reports that people are up 25, 30, 35% from April last year. Not up from 2019 in terms of ad revenue, but over last year when you had nothing, you should be up a lot. And to see that Alpha, who now in bankruptcy court and reorganization process, has to report their revenues on a monthly basis to the court. And it was revealed this week that they only were up 2.1% from April of 2020. And that tells me is that their revenue is in is really really in bad shape, and it's uh, it's not going to be a great year for Alpha. Well, you know, uh, significantly. Uh, also, uh, the other thing I see is that they have revealed that they have spent five point three million so far on their bankruptcy. This is basically a hundred million dollar a year company, five point three million, and they're not done. You know, Larry Wilson's uh, FCC objection is likely to slow it down more, cost them more money, and so. My takeaway, when all of this is said and done, you look at the reduced revenue they've got, you look at how much money it's costing them in cash that's coming out of their pocket to pay for this, is that the only people who make money in bankruptcy are the brokers, the bankers, and the lawyers. So you know, you know that only 10 to 12% of companies ever successfully emerge from Chapter 11. It's no wonder that so few emerge no stronger because everybody is sucking on that cash cow and there's nothing left when they come out of bankruptcy. Right. And and now we have the specter of this process going on longer than they had planned for because, uh, you know, minority stockholder now, but company founder and former majority stockholder, Larry Wilson, is gone to the FCC to claim that they uh, illegally transferred title to radio stations or didn't do it with the proper voting mechanisms with the board. They did it after the fact. All these kinds of things going on that the FCC could care less about their bankruptcy, but the FCC cares dearly about the proper transfer of, of the license of, of these radio stations. And, uh, and so Larry's thrown a giant wrench into the whole process 
And it's going to cost his old pals a lot of dough as they drag this out further. And uh, that may be his point to make, you know, have a little pain inflicted and we'll see what happens. Yeah, they're going to make it as painful as possible. So we, we but we do wish good luck to Bob Profit and people at Alpha. They, the business needs companies the size of Alpha. So this summer could be a really big choke time for media advertising in the automobile sector. Automobiles make up, what, 20% of the radio and TV revenue? And I don't know what with the newspaper. What's going on? What's going to choke off that ad revenue this summer? Well, the, the, the problem is, is that they can't, get, they can't get new cars and trucks due to the uh, international shortage of uh, semiconductor chips that go into your cars now because your cars now run by computers. And uh, they need the chip to be in the, in the car to be able to run your freaking car. And so they're making cars. They're manufacturing cars and trucks at the plants. And then they go out and they park them and they wait for the chips to come in. And then they bring the car back in. They put the chip in and that, that car gets on the truck and gets sent to your dealer. So a couple of things have happened in the automotive business since the lockdown. Well, midway through COVID and, and they started a business picked up and there was a lot of pent up demand, a lot of leases expiring. And, you know, the auto business was one of the first ones to recover from the government lockdowns. And in most places, they were an essential business. So, boom, they were open and going. And we're selling like crazy. Uh, and so, uh, well, not like crazy, but they were keeping, they were staying in business. We get to this year, demand is really high. And there's no new car inventory or very little new car inventory, uh, less than they, they, they planned on and less than they've ever had. So, they sold what? They sold used cars. And they sold the heck out of their used car inventories. And now there's no used car inventory a slowdown and new car inventory coming. And so what do car dealers do when they don't have cars on the lot to sell? They, they stop, stop advertising. advertising. <laughs> yes. So they cut back on their advertising. Maybe they don't stop completely, but they cut back. And, you know, and there's several layers of auto advertising for radio and television stations and that in cable. And that is tier one, which is factory money. And that's the stuff right. you see on the, you know, on the Super Bowl and the, uh, you know, the NBA playoffs, everything else you're seeing tier one. Tier two is the, your local Southern California friendly Honda dealers, you know, or the Southern California Ford dealers or the Puget Sound area, you know, Mazda, dealer, whatever that might be. And so that money gets that that money goes away for a while because hey we're contributing based on on our sales into the based ad pool right. yeah for uh, for our regional buys and I don't have sales to drive that so the budget's getting cut for those guys and then the individual dealers who are really the lifeblood of so many media properties because you can go out and you can call on the owner and you get the buy and he buys an annual from you. And, you know, you're good pals with, you know, Rich Schneider at Sound Ford and Renton with service loaners for life. And, uh, and now Rich is going, I don't have any cars, Keith. So, you know what? We're not buying. Not yet. Anyway, I'll let you know. I'll be back to you. And so uh, uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be uh, potentially crushing in some very busy car sales months of May and June now and into July. And then we have the new cars supposed to, the new model year begins in September, October. And where's that going to be? So this is just, you know, the worst thing that could happen to, uh, to media sellers right now is a yeah, slowdown in automotive. Media. That's right. It's, it's, a, it's a real double whammy. I talked to a dealer last week who told me, he said, if we don't get cars by mid-July, 
He said, uh, we're out of business. He said, we, we just have nothing. He said, you know, we're parking cars at different angles in the front lot to kind of disguise the fact that where we used to have 40 cars, we got 18 today. It's, it's going to be a real problem. But if you're selling media, what, what, how, do, how do you sell around this? You know, you have these big categories that just are not going away, but certainly changing. I mean, do you, do you go in and offer, uh, you know, hey, maybe you don't promote new car sales, you promote service or tires, brakes, and accessories, TBA products. I mean, what do you, any other ideas? What do you think? Well, yeah, you've got now, you've got, you know, in a typical market, you've got 30 radio sales guys calling on that dealer to get parts and service business. You got 30 sellers, you got, you know, the cable guy and the TV guys all running around. Hey, let's do parts. Everybody's got the same freaking idea because they've got the same sales consultants telling them to do the same thing. I don't, you know, I'd go, I'd go find other categories that are opening up that are, that are going to be busy that have that are, that are coming out of hibernation and go after them. Go after your motorcycle dealers because there's nobody that's self-distanced better than anybody that's on a motorcycle. You are self-distanced on a motorcycle. Um, so I'm, I'm hearing Harley Davidson on a big AM station here in LA this week. So, you know, uh, a Harley dealer that I've never heard a spot from. So they're jumping in trying to do this. You know, you've got, you know, outdoor motorsport stuff for summer. But you know what? Those car dealers are real sophisticated advertisers, but it's all driven. Their budgets are entirely driven by their sales projections of what they've, what they're selling and, you know, and, and when they're going to sell it. And they're as sensitive to, to ad budgets and fluctuations in sales as anybody I've ever called on. And by the way, they're not afraid to just shut it down too. They're not afraid to tell a radio sales guy or a cable sales guy to say, um, see ya, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not buying this week. I'm pulling back until July, uh, whatever, you know, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a rugged summer. But so, I, you know, I have, my advice is find somebody else to sell to because your car dealer guys are going to, you know, kick you in the teeth and say, listen, don't be stupid. Okay. You know, I don't have that much in parts and service to sell. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting my ass kicked on warranty service work. I don't have parts and service money to, to advertise like I used to. I love you. I love you. And thanks for the tickets to the, to the ball game. But, <laughs> you know, well, so we'll, I we'll see to, what happens. I talked to another dealer uh, this week too. And his comment was, he said, look, I'm, I'm, limited, I'm limited on the number of cars I've got. The ones I've got are all high margin. They're going for sticker plus. And he said, the factory is doing that. The factory is only sending us, you know, the loaded F-150s for Ford. You know, they're not sending any of the cheap Econo cars or anything like that because they use basically a lot of the same computers. So if they can only distribute the cars that have the high margin, he said, in a lot of ways, we'll probably make more money in this time period for a while until the factories truly run out of cars in the pipeline. So... And with little inventory, what's the motivation to, if I'm going to sell these anyway, I don't need your sorry radio station. I don't need to buy, you know, 15 cable networks to sell the 15 cars I'm getting. I've already got commitments. I've already got the order for them. I don't, you know, so yeah, good luck out there, kids. Well, and the dealers are going to have a real problem keeping hanging on to salespeople too. So that's that's another challenge. Anyway, we're, we do media insultant. We're not automotive insultant. So, but you know, as a couple I guess of, we are. As, as a couple of aging white guys, uh, we don't talk about Spanish media very much, but SBS uh, really had, SBS is a Spanish broadcasting system, radio and TV. They really had a tough Q1. They were down 33%. What happened? Why they've got radio and TV? Why did they get hit so badly? In your opinion, 
they admit they got hurt really badly because uh, of the lack of political dollars in the marketplace in Q1 of 2021. All of that happened at the end, you know, all through 2020, all through into the fall of 2020 and, and even beyond you know, uh, that. So there was a lot of extra dollars being spent. They gorged on political advertising in all of their markets and they're in some great markets. Uh, and, uh, and cleaned up on it. And then it was off the cliff. So, you know, could we not have predicted that? Did we not see that coming? It's going to be over, guys. So what are we doing for sales here? You know, in October, November of last year, COVID, now going into, you know, opening up a little bit more. Now, granted, some of their major markets are the worst lockdown markets in terms of New York and LA and uh, Chicago and San elsewhere, Francisco. yeah, San Francisco, yeah. yeah. So you know that that's that's one of the issues. But but the, yeah, their competitors did okay. I mean, not great, but they did okay. They did better in Q1 this year than they did last year by a little bit, or down low single digits. So without events and without political advertising, where does that leave a company like SBS and their sales organization? So I, you know, I, if I if I'm Raul Alarcon, I'm going, guys. You saw, you knew this was coming. We didn't even have to go sell political. You just took political orders. They were coming in over the phone and via email. There was no sales involved. You should have been out selling next year, post-COVID, opening up, getting back on the air, all of that. And, and uh, apparently, uh, from the looks of it, you know, that wasn't the case. That didn't happen. I guess that raises a question, too. Does, does SBS really need to become kind of a Spanish network or a Spanish language division of somebody like Odyssey or Cumulus or maybe even somebody like Hubbard or, or Beasley? Maybe, you know, uh, you would think that would have happened by now. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, that's, that still could happen because there might not be the revenues to, to you know, to, to, to hang on to it much longer. But or maybe while you still have revenue, you can still get a multiple. And now is probably a great time to sell. But, you know, it wasn't a great, by, and by the way, you know, it's not just, it's not just SBS, but their major competitor in the Spanish language television and radio space, certainly in the radio space, is, uh, is, is uh, Univision. Right. And Univision's radio division had a shitty first quarter, too. I mean, it, it, it's not like they killed it, you know, like, oh, look what Univision did. Those guys are really rocking it. No, not their radio side, you know. So, uh, you know, it's, 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 you know, the television side was doing okay. But the radio side for these guys has just been a real struggle. So we'll have to keep an eye on SBS because my contention is they're probably too small a company to remain independent. They're, they're just really struggling with that. All right. We have uh, what I call the Swiss Army knife of audio sales teams. I mean, these guys can sell anything. And, I don't, uh, you know, it's really clever the way they have branded it as uh, Cirrus XM Pandora Stitcher sales team. That just flows off the tongue. What's going on with that they're pulling all of this under one roof? And is this a good idea in your opinion? Well, this is the result of SiriusXM buying uh, Pandora a couple of years ago, uh, Stitcher a year ago, a little bit more. Uh, and now they have all these, these disparate assets. They've got SiriusXM satellite radio, some of which has commercials and most of which does not. Then they've got Pandora, which is the streaming service, and Stitcher, which is a uh, you know, podcast hosting and, you know, kind of streaming, yeah, sure what you know, mean. whatever. And so it's, it's uh, audio on demand. We'll call it audio on demand, uh, just like Pandora. So, but it's more 
podcast based. So they, 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 they all have ad sales teams. Okay. So the, each of these companies have ad sales teams. Okay. The Sirius XM ad sales team, primarily X national reps and network reps in, in the radio business, you know, Pandora, they hired up big time, you know, a decade ago and through the last decade, lots of young, aggressive, go get them radio sellers, radio they plucked yeah. them off with, yeah, radio people, they plucked them off with big guarantees, you know, and they had radio guys. In fact, my old friend, Dougie Stern was one of the you know top sales guys there and kind of helped found their organization back in the day after he left your clear channel. And then he's got, uh, then you've got Stitcher, which is the hip and slick, you know, podcast salespeople, you know, streaming salespeople. We got this going over here. So now you have these three teams of really different backgrounds and types of, of sellers. And we're all going to make you SXM media salespeople. That's the name of their sales organization. Oh, okay. Okay. And so, uh, you know, this is not an easy, you and I went through consolidation where we combined different radio station sales staffs into like one room. And that was like, you know, it was like nursery school on steroids. Everybody's fighting and playing with each other's toys and taking toys away. And it was just, ah, you know, it's nap time. And so now you've got the modern day version of it. Like, oh yeah, we'll do this, do this. And we'll be able to go to advertisers and brands and we'll be able to sell satellite and, and streaming and podcasts all in one. Well, who gets to make that call? Was it the Pandora guy? Was it the serious girl? Was it the stitcher person? I don't know. So we're going to watch this and see kind of how this, this thing comes together and what kind of sales culture they can build. And if it'll be all kumbaya, or if we're going to see this as an excuse to peel off some of the salespeople from each of these organizations and, and, and consolidate the sales efforts a bit more with one stop shop with one rep for everything that SXM sells. And I think that's probably where they're going to go. Well, it is a continuing trend. We keep talking about this where advertisers are going to buy programmatically, at least audio. And it doesn't matter whether it's in a podcast on an over the air station or satellite delivered. It's just an audio impression. And that's, that's where it's going. All right. Uh, again, we have run out of time. And for that, I apologize, but technically maybe we're okay on this one. So thanks for taking the time to do this. Uh, We'll see everybody next Tuesday for our regular feature of good examples of bad management, <laughs> including <laughs> some of the stuff we've done. Keith, thank you so much for uh, this uh, Thursday edition of Media Insultant. Jackson's always great to be with you. And uh, don't forget to look us up on uh, on uh, YouTube, on Spotify, on uh, on iHeart, on Apple. You know, if you want to just see the audio or listen to the audio version, we're everywhere audio podcasts are. But it's been a great week, a short week with the holiday. But uh, we'll be back next week with more news, more opinions, and definitely more insults. 